avoid when building a team. And then where we're projecting to the third and final video will be how to build a real estate empire. So if you're into real estate, you're wanting to scale, grow, leverage, you'll be able to take the plays right out of our playbook. And I got the mastermind over on this side who uh, has orchestrated this entire uh, real estate mecca that we're building. So if you want to learn how to grow, scale, and blow up your real estate business in 2021, we're getting after it right now. Welcome to the Channel Junkies Podcast, where we discuss today's industry-leading tips and techniques to sell your product, invention, merchandise, affiliate links, anything you want to sell or grow 100% free with YouTube. We have leveraged YouTube for over $41 million in sales in the last 16 months for free. And our goal now is to give businesses and entrepreneurs the exact playbook we use. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel and subscribe so you can hop on our live Q&As and dive deep into your channel with Jackson. Just search Channel Junkies on YouTube or look in the show notes below for a link to subscribe. Now, here's your host, Jackson Wilkie. What's up, everybody? This is Jackson Wilkie with the Channel Junkies. I got my partner with me today. What's your name, big boy? Jesse Dow. That's right. In this channel, we teach real estate professionals exactly how to leverage, scale, and grow their businesses with YouTube. If that's the information you want, make sure you tap that subscribe button. Click the little bell so you're notified. Every time we do a new video, we got courses, we got free webinars all down in the description below. We're going to be jumping into this again, three-part mini-series. So we're going to kick it off right away. This is video one, and it's how to build a real estate team in 2021. Let's just kind of take it back to the beginning. It was just kind of you. You brought me on, and that was the very first part of the team, right? Yeah, so that was the first part of the team, and really when uh, we brought you on, it was really just to give myself some leverage because I was doing everything by myself. I was you know, hanging signs, creating marketing, yep. cold calling, door knocking, open houses, and it was really like a one-man band, and the things that took me a lot of time away from producing real estate wasn't productive. And that was something, you know, somebody else could do. And going back to the early ages of like real estate, when you read any books like the Gary Keller Red Book or whatever, it says the first person you should always hire is an assistant, mm -hmm. which, you know, this, that book was written obviously during a time where the internet age and outsourcing and all that stuff really wasn't a viable option. So with the way that the industry and technology and resources have changed over the time. It's what I always reference as new age real estate. Like really there needs to be another book written about the way that you can really leverage the opportunities that are out there. And maybe I'll write that book, who knows, but it needs to be written because still a lot of people come into real estate and go down these traditional routes. Mm -hmm. And really what that business model is built for is for the, the franchise model, the master franchise model. So it keeps you suppressed in that market, uh, that marketing hub of their uh, systems, which I didn't know any better. No one else does either. So it wasn't until I brought you on yeah. and, you know, I gave you 20% of the business to really just do some of the stuff that I didn't want to do and also focus on the YouTube creation. And that's really where things kind of started taking shape, let's say. Yeah. And so that's really what, what kind of blossomed this whole thing. But going back, because you know, we're really talking about building a team. And, and when I was a sales rep for Esker, I swear every realtor, all they wanted to do was get agents and build these teams. And I think it was that expansion model. You were doing 12 million by yourself your first year. Um, you didn't really bring me on to bring more business. It was literally, I had a skill set 
you had a skill set too. So maybe talk about when you do actually start bringing people on, are they going to be people that align with your business, like do the same things or is it different? No. And, and so like even going back to the beginning, it was a, you know, the mindset of the traditional agent is I come into real estate, I start doing business. Holy crap. This sucks. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of work. It's more than I ever expected it to be. You know, it's a lot different than I expected it to be. So then you start seeing how are people successful? So you look up, you, of course you look up and you see like team leaders, the friend, the business, uh, the broker owner. And the weird thing was, is when you do look up, you see all these people running these big teams, but they're all st- typically still selling real estate. And so for me coming from the corporate world, that was very weird because usually your manager isn't out on sales calls with you, you point. know, if you're in the sales industry. So, you know, I, I really studied the model of how that system, in my opinion, was working. And then also my opinion of how it was broken. And one thing I realized is a lot of these teams were in this turn and burn model. And what that means is they bring on an agent. It's typically a brand new agent that wants to get instant business, learn from someone that's successful. They literally throw them in like a boiler room aspect where they're cold calling, door knocking, open houses. And really what that team has just done is turn them into an inside sales agent to generate business for the team. And, you know, usually if it's a listing, most teams models have a listing agent on hand. So you pass that listing to a listing agent and then you receive your referral. Some teams allow that list that agent to list the property, but you're basically, they're setting up themselves for failure in that model because that agent is going to eventually learn like, Hey, I'm generating all this business. I just learned how to do this. Now I'm going to bounce out and be on my own. So that's why I call it the turn and burn model. They're not really providing a ton of value. Yeah. They might be giving you leads, but literally it's like somebody saying that they want to go pan for gold and somebody just dumps a load of dirt in their front driveway. It's like, now you get to go sift through this dirt. And and that's what it's That's like. a good analogy. Yeah. Um, they are being just basically fed a bunch of crap. And I always tell everyone, Hey, why don't you just send a, a letter or a, an email to 500 homeowners and see if someone wants to buy or sell, you're basically better off doing that. Um, so what I looked for is I looked for someone with the exact opposite strengths as me. Yeah. And so, cause if you're going to build a true team, it's like looking at any sports teams, you don't, you don't bring on 11 Tom Brady's to run a successful football team. No, you bring on skill set player positions. So, you know, there are some players that you can transition to different things as time needs it. Rarely does that ever happen. And that's the same thing I looked for when really starting to build up the organization because the last thing I need is you and I arguing or not even arguing, but just like wanting to do the same things. And then now we're left with this open gap of tasks that need to be accomplished. And both of us are looking at each other like, we don't want to do that. Now we have to go out and hire a third person or bring on a third person. And now you're just diluting your pool. So for me, it wasn't about really growing my business instantly. It was about leveraging myself to build a a fundamental foundation for long-term growth. And this is what really hangs up a lot of agents is they always want to bring on like a buyer's agent or, you know, a showing assistant or whatever it may be. And when I look at that model long term, if, if I look in the market, I can I can literally go into any real estate market in the country and see this everywhere. Right. Is I'll see like a top producing agent with like three showing assistants and she's still producing or he's producing 100 deals a year, but they're not scaling and they're not growing and they're getting burnt out. It's not a long term sustainable model. And that's what you see. You don't see anybody doing those models for long term. You know, it's usually. Uh, one or two years, maybe three or four if they're lucky, and then they start transitioning their business to something new because they're just so tired. 
and you also look at real estate agents bouncing from brokerage to brokerage every couple of years, it's really because they're looking for something new and they're looking for something to help them like grow their business realistically. And when I tell you that the franchise model is developed to hold the agents back, it's it's 100% truth. It's a, uh, and even the independent brokerage model, it's the exact same way because the minute you leave those models is the minute you stop paying them. Mm-hmm. So they want to regulate your business and really tie you to that business model and they don't want you to flourish. That's why agents move around and they're like, crap, I just went to this other brokerage. I'm getting the exact same thing, different brand. So, you know, this is going to fast forward us a little bit and I don't want to get off track, but like when we interviewed multiple different brokerages to move into where we're at now, which is EXP, um, I saw that I didn't understand that at the time. Because I didn't know I was, you know, two years into real estate and I didn't really understand how all the brokerages were set up. I'd see like Keller Williams, Remax, Century 21 and whatever, uh, Sotheby's. And I was like, oh, yeah, those are uh, some of those are local global or global brands. I was like, yeah, I'll be able to partner up with an agent like in New York City. I went and interviewed him. And it was the exact same thing. Oh, if the franchise owner doesn't own both markets, you're, you're not you're not partnering with them. So, hey, Jesse, let me tell you what you can do is you can buy a franchise in both markets. And you can now partner with these agents. And I was like, dude, that's insane. Uh, there's got to be a better way to do this. Yeah, we thought about that too. We were excited about like, you know, getting the, the brokerage we were at and moving it to the city we wanted. Um, but yeah, I do want to kind of rewind this a little bit too, because when we were going through this, it was just kind of um, an, an unpaved territory. And so we, we kind of had to carve this thing out. We had a lot of pitfalls. That'll be in video too, is really the, the things that um, some, some mistakes we made, but also... Um, three things to avoid, but was there really somebody out there? And I'm talking nationally that you saw that you followed, or is this just, you kind of pulled some plays out of the corporate world um, that was just uncharacteristic to the real estate world. What what made us kind of go into the the path we went to? Yeah. Like I've always been a, I like my motto for myself is a, I expose opportunities. Even yeah. when I was in the corporate world, I'd always find like what's wrong with something and bring that forth. Uh, that's like what I did. And so I really saw all of these issues and I was like, man, I'm seeing everyone is doing the same thing. And I, and I see the struggle. Like I look way down the road, I'm looking at like top producing agents and I'm seeing what their struggles are inside of their, their teams. And a lot of them won't tell you. So you just basically have to pay attention. And and when I saw it, like being out Keller Williams, I saw it with the big teams that I was on a team for three months. I got that full experience super quick, but really it was carving it out of my own ideas of what I thought would be a viable business plan in the real estate industry. This, the crazy thing was, is there wasn't a vehicle that offered that opportunity at that point of what I saw. So literally it was like, okay, either a, I can create this myself or B find someone that has it available. So literally it's like, I went car shopping looking for a brokerage and I couldn't find the right car to get me from point A to point B. And really, like, that's when I stumbled upon EXP mm-hmm. and literally just hearing Grant Cardone talk about it, too, the other day, since he's coming on the EXP, is uh, him and his wife, is that he was saying the same thing. He goes, dude, I, I don't like building apartment complexes. I like buying ones that are already pre-existing, rehabbing them a little bit or fixing what's wrong, and then holding them for a couple of years and selling them. Yep. That's what I do. Warren Buffett doesn't build companies. He buys pre-existing ones, gets them up and running, either profits on them or sells them. So that's what I wanted to do is I didn't want to build the thing from scratch. I really wanted to find a vehicle that was out there. So that's why I was out interviewing all these corporate brands is because I really thought them having a global coverage was going to give me the vehicle to be able to partner with agents on one scale with one owner. But that just wasn't the case and it drove me nuts. Yeah. So yeah, going back to this is once I found EXP, it was like literally like I remember calling you and saying, dude, 
like guess I found the brokerage that we're going to and you're like, don't tell me EXP. And I'm like, yep, it's EXP. And then that was really it, dude. Like that was our decision. Yeah. And I remember we were talking about this and maybe we haven't, but my whole thought with it, with it was that was getting the exposure, you know, and that was one thing that really held us back with our team was just our broker, you know, we weren't getting any exposure and then they were kind of saying what we were doing was a flash in the pan and we weren't going to be able to scale and grow it. So with that, you know, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but your definition of a team seems a lot different than like the actual real estate team. Maybe let's just get into that more when people are going to start like building this team. Is it, is it delegation? Is that like the biggest key factor? Uh, delegation is definitely it. But the one thing in the biggest issue, like I was just saying, when I, we first started talking was, uh, you're literally dumping dirt, pouring a yard of dirt in someone's driveway and saying, go ahead and find your gold. That's not the way that anybody wants to be treated, especially if you're a brand new agent. Imagine getting that yard of dirt, but on top there's a gold nugget where it's going to, you're like, damn, that's really nice that they just dumped this on there. Now there's gold on top. Like I don't really have to do that much work. So I always came from the mindset of, I will never bring on an agent until I can provide enough value in business where it sustains everyone. So like when I brought you on, I gave you 20% of the business and from all my business, I was giving you enough business or enough money to like sustain for the time being till we could scale up. And the same thing went for like our buyer's agent. Our first one that we hired is, you know, she closed in her first year, she closed 39 deals. And uh, of those 39, 29 were deals that we supplied her with where she didn't have to pick up the phone except for to answer those calls inbound or text messages, but she wasn't out prospecting. She's never done um, an open house. She's never door knocked. She's never cold called. She's never done anything. Literally, I'm, I've set these models up so that the agents are closing business and are HGTV. making money. Exactly, HGTV agents, and, and they're happy. Yep. And the the hardest point of being a real estate agent is the prospecting portion. So when I see all these other teams out there and influencer agents and whatever it may be, all they're doing is teaching agents how to grind. They're not teaching anyone how to build long-term business sustainability. So for me, like the, and this wasn't when I also talk about how I came up with this idea, it was really also like I did hire a coach, which is now my sponsor at eXp, Frank Driscoll. And he, his biggest um, shift to me was like saying, Hey, we need to get the business coming to you versus the other way around. And he said, the only, there's only two ways to do that. Um, and YouTube was one of those options, but nobody had done it before. So with my background in social media marketing, I was like, yes, YouTube has got to be the play for me. And who knows what that looks like, but let's go for it. Right. And that was my thing is I was just infatuated with video. And so it, that was just kind of the turning point. And we, we definitely went through, and, and that's what we'll cover in video two is some of the biggest mistakes we made, um, which inevitably, you know, everything happens for a reason. So making some of these mistakes are what allowed us to scale and grow. But um, lastly, before we finish this, like, I just, I really want you to kind of, no matter the platform, let's say it is lead generation or something. How do you envision a team if, if, if prospecting is the sole aspect of getting those deals? Like, how, how do they circumvent that? and make sure that they can scale and grow when the cost of Facebook is rising costs. You know, a lot of these teams still got to get leads, you know, they're not all going to do YouTube. So what can they do to really, you know, scale and grow a team? Yeah, the way the way that you can grow and scale a team and this is something I've been working on on the back end for a while now is everything now in the way that uh, humans interact and they're more connected than ever, whether it's through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Clubhouse, it doesn't matter what the platform is. Right. So just think about how many times you are being hit with a message in 
your social world. I was actually watching the Joe Rogan, Elon Musk interview last night, and they were talking about like AI and all this stuff and how they're, he's trying to create this thing called Neuralink. Well, basically it'll just give you like, it'll basically be like a computer, like in attached to you. Jeez. So you can think at that speed of sound, but he was basically saying how your phone now is an extension of you. The only difference is it's time. So like it takes me an extra couple of seconds to search something, but this is a lifeline, right? So think about how many messages you're seeing on that thing every single day. So now if you're a, a traditional consumer is I need to see someone 14 to 30 times before I even know they're a real estate agent or even a trusted real estate agent. And when you look at most agents out there, even team leads, whatever, they're only teaching things they see other agents doing. So if you see a top producing agent, say, blowing up their listings or open houses, all they're doing is showboating to other agents. Consumers don't like that. They don't care what you're doing. They just laugh at you and they're just, unless you're really interested in real estate, trust me, they don't care about that stuff. Right. So what you need to do is you need to focus on building a brand and creating a presence in your marketplace that is completely wrapped around your team model and, and what that looks like is really, it could be social media campaigns with Facebook, Instagram, yeah. and you can't look at this as like a lead generation tool because it is a pipeline thing. The average person, you know, buys and sells every, what is it now? Seven to 10 years yep. and in those peaks, those valleys, no one's, no one's looking at you. So you got to figure out how to keep those consumers engaged. And obviously with the team models is they have them out there sending letters. They have them out there doing all of these things that cost money. But it's not it's not it's not a sustainable model and it's not a, what I would call like an evergreen program. It's literally just like burning your money. That's what they should be doing. They should be burning their money yeah. because if somebody gave me five hundred dollars today and said, hey, you have to start doing real estate. The average agent is probably going to start like sending letters or spending money on flyers and all this hard marketing because that's what they think. I'd rather reach thousands and thousands of homeowners through a social media campaign that is, you know, you're more than likely going to get someone to call you off of that than door knocking. And it's a big giant waste of time. Yep. And here's someone's going to watch and say like, I'm so successful with open houses or I'm so successful with door knocking. Yes, I, I believe that. And the thing is, is if you spent that same amount of time on Instagram, Facebook, creating a true campaign to make that business come to you, that not only would happen one time, but it would consistently run for you all the time. And that's the biggest difference between building a brand and chasing that short-term dollar. I see it every day. There's these agents out there that are out there hustling, grinding, door knocking, and they just don't have the bandwidth to do the social media stuff. Yep. So that's why where we come in and we have our team model set up is that people can just plug right into these things. And I don't, if they don't want to partner, like join our team and they just want to partner with us, I still let them use our agency. And right. that's the glorious part is I want everyone to be successful by utilizing our tools. And I've been on so many podcasts and talked to so many big players as they all say that none of this has ever been created. And when someone told me once, like you can't get out of real estate, uh, you can't move markets, you can't have clients calling you, none of this stuff exists. Like we've done all, all of those things. And the reason why we've done it is because we went right when everybody was going left. And we also figured out how to get the clientele calling us. And that's the biggest thing is you can do it. It just takes a little bit of time and dedication and building your brand. Because I guarantee you look at million dollar listing stars like Josh Altman, Ryan Serhan, dude, those guys aren't calling people. They might say they are on TV, but I guarantee you their phones are blowing up every single day with people wanting to work with them because of their celebrity. Yep. And you can turn any agent, I don't care who you are, into that person. Yep. It's I was talking to a brand new agent yesterday, giving him a plan. And he's like, oh, when I have a little bit more confidence, I'm going to be able to, I'll, I'll be able to do this a lot better. I said, look, I, everyone starts at zero 
And I remember my first home sale, like I just went through the home buying process. I remember just thinking like, as long as you can talk the talk, knowing 5% is knowing 5% more than the consumers and, or the, you know, your clientele. So you just have to get after it. Like you've been doing it since day one yep. and no one's going to be able to teach you and train you how to do everything from the start. This is all a very hands-on business. Real estate school just keeps you out of real estate jail, teaches you what not to do. So you're not going to learn anything until you jump into the real world of real estate and make that happen. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'll kind of spoil, you know, episode two coming up, but that's, I guess, one of the things, uh, the mistakes you can make, but that you have instilled in not only me, but our team is like, if we go down a path and it's not working that quick, we stop it and we, we keep going. Like we've done a lot of mess ups and shit, but we just stop it instantly. And we'll, we'll get deeper into that next time. And, and we move, we just pivot and move. And so what you're, what you're explaining and everybody out there listening, he's talking about content marketing. Okay. And so the actual definition of content marketing comes down to five things. It's funny cause this is going to be one of my videos, but First and foremost, content marketing, it answers questions of the consumer. So that's your SEO, right? Two, it builds trust. Like that's the most important thing mm -hmm. is building the trust, which celebritizes you. And that's like me. I'm coined as like the shittiest realtor of all time. But, you know, through my videos, we've had thousands of reach outs, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of sales because of just me being me. So mm -hmm. um, I'm building that trust factor. Number three, it improves conversions. Like we don't have any conversions where we don't for you connect with your customers which means dude they're texting us they're emailing us they're dming us their personal messages they're linkedin they are reaching out to us and five obviously you're generating leads like crazy so what he's explaining is no matter the platform it's content marketing you need to really wrap your mind around that and the biggest mistake we made was we weren't content marketing when we started we weren't answering any damn questions so uh, with that being said um, down the description below is is my information. Reach out to us because this is what we coach and teach our agents who join us at EXP. And it's not an EXP recruiting, but you're sitting there wanting to scale, grow. And this this road now is paved. That was a dirty ass, bumpy road, um, and we're still growing. So this is what we coach you do. Uh, you know, coach you up personally. And secondly, you know, any information you ever need down the description below and uh, episode two is going to be coming up next. So now these videos that are popping up, you start watching those and you will be able to grow your own YouTube channel. Until the next video, guys, we'll catch you later. YouTube changed our lives and it will change yours too. Thanks for listening today. And as always, make sure to check us out on YouTube by searching Channel Junkies. And join us live weekly on our live Q&A show. Don't wait another day to make money from home and get your business to the number one platform in the world where clients will be begging to work with you. Check out our free webinar in the show notes or head over to ChannelJunkies.com for your YouTube needs.